Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, Where Do I Know Them From? The podcast where we try to answer the question, where do you know them from? And this season, we are talking about Tessa Thompson. So we will be watching every single movie she's ever been in, even the one she's barely been in. As always, my name is Alexandra. And I'm Elizabeth. And boy, do we have a heater for you guys today. Elizabeth, yeah, we got something. Here are our letterbox reviews for this movie that was a movie. Okay, three stars. (laughs) I will forgive a lot of films for a lot of things if they give me Mary Elizabeth Winstead prancing around all midriff and legs. Oh my god, so much was out. Just to warn everyone listening at home and also Alexandra, all of these are dummy horny. All of these reviews are very horny. Perfect. Okay, cool. Two stars. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's midriff made me 50% gayer than I was before. Cool. Another midriff one. Two stars. Tessa Thompson slays a Fosse-style dance routine and then disappears for 45 minutes. Literally, where did she go? (laughs) Yeah. So this movie was Make It Happen, and it came out in 2008, and Alexandra will tell you everything else. Honestly, I think it's hilarious that all those letterbox reviews were so horny because this is a dance movie which has none of the sexiness that most dance movies have. I don't know what you're talking about. It's literally like 130 minutes of gyration. Like, (laughs) Yes, it's 130 minutes gyration. Well, that's actually 90 minutes of gyration. Oh, my bad. But none of the dancing is sexy. Like, they shimmy their boobs, but... Oh, I hate the Not boob shimmy. Not in a shimmy. sexy way. Don't like, even talk to me. No, talk to me about the boob shimmy. Only one of the dance numbers is even, like, remotely decent and, like, sexy. The rest of them are pretty mid. So, whatever. Whatever. Anyway. You know what? What? Everything is sexy to somebody, Alexandra. I think you're just a hater. <laughs> I am a hater. I don't think the sexy level of the dance was the problem with this movie. No, certainly it was not the problem with this movie. It was one of them. Well, as Elizabeth said, this was Make It Happen. It came out in 2008. It was directed by Darren Grant, and it was screenwritten by Dwayne Adler, who has written several other dance movies like Step Up and Step Up to the Streets. Step Up to the Streets notably has a poster that looks exactly like this poster, and I am pretty sure that that is only because the producers of Make It Happen were really hoping that people would pick up the wrong DVD since they came out the same year. Yeah, this was also written by Nicole Avril, so it's not entirely a man-made movie. Although, based on everyone else that I read, you might think that. It was edited by Scott Richter. The cinematography is by David Clayson. As I mentioned, it's 90 minutes long. It is scored by Paul Haslinger, and it was produced by Anthony Musawi, Brad Luff, Robert Benjamin, Andreas Rialis, Darren Grant, the director and the Mayhem Project. And it was distributed by the Weinstein Company. Gross. Wow. Throwback to when they still distributed things. And the Mayhem Company. Notably, however, it went direct to video in the US, uh, which is one of the reasons why it made almost no money. It It couldn't compete with Step Up to the streets. Literally. It made like $10 million globally, which is... I know that sounds like a lot of money to those of you listening at home who don't have $10 million. That's more money than I have. That's more money but than any movie But it is not a lot of mine. money for a movie to make. This movie also, like, just did not have a, much of a cast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you going to challenge that? It Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays Lauren Kirk. Like, yeah. She's the main character, so you may she's know kind her. of a major actor. For those of you who are not white men between the ages of 25 and 35, you may know her from... Scott Pilgrim versus the world or Sky High. Oh my god. 
She's been in a lot of movies. She's also been yeah. in like Birds of Prey. Yeah, she's been in a lot of movies. But most importantly, Sky High. <laughs> I think it's important to note that Mary Elizabeth Winstead has a track record in her films as playing someone who is not like other girls. And that's yeah, what she does here. That's true. But other notable cast include, of course, Tessa Thompson, who plays her friend slash roommate slash co-worker Dana. Ooh. No last name. Other cast include Riley Smith, who plays Russ, uh. Lauren's sort of boyfriend. I think boyfriend, also co-worker. Uh, Julissa Bermudez, who plays Carmen, who is Lauren's work rival and ultimately friend. Ashley Roberts plays Brooke, another dancer. And John Reardon plays Joel Kirk, Lauren's brother. Notably, I think it's important we mentioned that Joel looks the same as Russ. They are so similar. I resent that <laughs> comment as I think that Joel is dummy hot and Russ looks like he recently got hit by a bus and then rolled through a dumpster. Oh boy, that's so really does mean Joel, of you. To be fair, but in like a hot working class way, whereas Russ just looks like he's got messy 2002 bedhead and ill-fitting clothing. They both look bad and they both look the same. Yeah, they do blonde. look very similar. Yeah, I don't know. I was not a fan. Nobody's looks were that good in this movie. All the horny comments were just for the midriffs, I think, because the clothes in this movie, atrocious. All of the women look very good in this movie. I don't know what you're... Like, they're... Tessa dresses dated, well. But everybody would be looking good. Yeah. Except the men. Except the men. I think that Tessa actually looks the best in this movie. Like, she wears the most normal clothes. I don't know what you're talking about. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, this whole movie, wears, like, yoga pants and a hoodie. Like... Like a cut off hoodie though. Like it's not like no, it's not cut off. The yoga pants are just low rise. <laughs> oh my god. Ultra low rise. Ultra low rise. In that way that only 2008 pants can be. Yeah. As soon as I saw her ultra low rise pants, like where you can see the dimples in her back, I was like, I hate this. This yeah. is this is a throwback negatively. This is a nor for me. Well, your plot essentially is embarking on a journey to fulfill her dreams as a dancer a young girl discovers a new style of dance that will prove to be the source of both conflict and self-discovery what i have to immediately point some fingers at this one she does not discover a new style of dance lauren kirk is a hip-hop dancer she remains a hip-hop dancer the entire film never changes while taking a brief stint as a burlesque dancer with hip-hop inspiration yeah her goal so she has this brother she and her brother are from like small town indiana they run an auto shop they inherited from their parents who were dead, so they're orphans. Her dream that she inherited from her mom is to be a dancer and to go to the Chicago School of Dance. At the very beginning of the movie, she leaves her small town, goes to her audition, performs this truly god-awful hip-hop routine, and is cut off right in the middle of it. They say, this is not feminine enough, not full of personality enough. Sensual enough. Yeah, not sensual enough. And so she is dejected and can't go home and tell her brother, hey, I failed. And also, you know how you didn't believe in me? Well, you were right. So she ends up staying in the city with Tessa Thompson, who she meets because Tessa Thompson is her waitress at one point, even though she never has that job again. And so Tessa Thompson, Dana, sorry, I should use her character's name. Dana takes her to work one time because she's like, oh, you know how to bookkeep? We need a bookkeeper at my burlesque show. And so Lauren shows up is a terrible bookkeeper. She never actually does her job. She's always watching the dancers. She does <laughs> stop. Time. Put some respect on this girl. First of all, she is very good at bookkeeping. She's been doing it yeah, for many years is. for her parents' automotive shop. She is doing her job. She, in fact, stays late to finish the books of Ruby's, the burlesque yes. club that she is working at. She just also gets distracted and 
is trying to decide if she wants to dance at the club. That's fair. She's trying to recover from her shattered confidence. So she becomes a dancer and also stays on as the bookkeeper. Unclear to me. I think that she does both. She becomes a pretty popular dancer. And then one time her brother shows up. She's lying to her brother the whole time and does not tell him that she didn't get in. So one time he shows up and arrives at her club, which is the address that she gave him. And he sees her being sexy on stage. And he's like, oh, my God, my eyes. And runs out into the street and she follows him. And he's like, put on some clothes. He goes home and she follows him. Then he's like, why would you come home? You're giving up on your dream. But also I need you here because our shop is suddenly closing. The only car shop in this small town is suddenly out of the business that they have. Yeah, he hates dancing. He's the footloose town. He wants her to come home and work at the automotive store until he doesn't because he realizes that it's her dream and he should let her be free. He he has the reverse of that conversation with himself where it's like, no, dad, it's your dream. (laughs) Instead, he says, no, Lauren, it's my dream. Now you go dance. And so she runs back to Chicago. She does another audition because the school randomly decided to have a second round of auditions because they only admitted 18 of their requisite 20. So she goes in, she does another hip hop routine, this time from the heart, because I think she improved the whole thing since she was given the music to it two seconds before she went on stage. And then she gets in and it's beautiful. And that's the plot. It's beautiful. Heartwarming. Heartwarming. I will say the whole movie, it did keep me guessing. (laughs) Mostly because I have seen so many dance movies. And so I was like, which tropes are we doing today? Like when she first met Tessa Thompson, after she had just done that god awful hip hop routine, I was like, is this going to be another movie where the white girl learns how to do better hip hop from a black girl? But no, instead, just like in La La Land, she teaches Tessa Thompson how to dance hip hop. Then I thought to myself, oh, I know what's going to happen. She's going to get into the Chicago School of Dance and then decide, oh, no. I would rather dance at Ruby's, but no, I think she ultimately does quit and loses her only source of income to go to this expensive school. She doesn't so quit yeah, it did the burlesque keep me club. She, they had a no, going she walks out of the burlesque club. Like she just stops showing up for her shifts after her fight with her brother. And then mm-hmm. she comes in to get her last check and they have like the little fight. That's a fake fight because it's actually a guys for their surprise party for her. But I think she's going to keep working there because she needs the money to go to school. She told her brother she's going to get a part-time job. So I just assumed that she was going to keep working there. Okay. It definitely read to me like like a farewell party. But I I think it was just a good job getting in party. Congratulations. And then they all dance. Even the brother, badly. Yeah. he's not the Footloose Town anymore. And she has a boyfriend, too. She makes up with her boyfriend, Russ, who she met because he was the DJ. I fucking hate Russ. The music manager. (laughs) Rush. I fucking hate Russ. Jesus Christ. Immediately when we meet him, hate. He is immediately a creep, a scumbag. And then he yes. announces... He's a yes, womanizer. Then he announces to us that he is a DJ. And sorry to the DJs in my life, but what the fuck? Please, are you kidding me? Why is that incentive for her to go out with you? And then they finally do go out and he takes her to get Chinese food, which they eat in a dark skate park, which... Like, on one hand, cute, impromptu, no money date. But then you get back to his apartment and this man is apparently loaded. All oh, my I God. His apartment is, is why ridiculous. His apartment is so fucking nice. And then you learn later that, like, he had a record deal. And then he got in a fight with the record company. Basically, like, backed out of the contract. 
and started working at Ruby's instead. But even if he has money from being maybe famous at one point, that doesn't explain how he is paying the rent on this apartment with his little DJ at Ruby's salary. So I just have a lot of questions about Russ and his financial security and situation. But he lives alone in maybe the nicest apartment I've ever seen. It's, it's super modernist like, it's and very so like big. artsy, unfinished loft type vibe. But it's still like... I know that that piece of real estate in Chicago is costing him an arm and a leg. His apartment is very like factory chic. Yeah. It's like lots of grays and like exposed materials like yeah. steel and concrete, concrete and such. But it is very modern. Dana's apartment is also like super big Dana's and very nice. Dana's apartment is so nice. I thought it was a house for most of the movie, but it is an yeah. apartment and it is very nice. And it is in what appears to be a historic home. I don't understand how these two people have enough money to pay for those apartments. Like, I get that maybe Russ has a past, but Dana is just a dancer. And Dana is letting Lauren stay there rent-free. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, girl, what's going on here? I guess technically she could have roommates or have, you know, inherited that in any capacity. But yeah, everyone's apartment here is so nice. And not even in the, like, it's a movie, so we're going to make it look nice, but it's also, like, going to be kind of, like, poor-coated or, like, grungy no, both of them live in, like, actual, like, <laughs> nice houses. I don't know. It's super weird. I don't know. Anyway, like I said, this movie only made $10 million, which is a huge failure. Like, that is a massive failure. It got a 2.7 out of 5 on Letterboxd. It is unrated on Metacritic. It has 24% on the tomato meter and a That's 40% on the Rotten Tomatoes audience. Oh so, God. overwhelmingly low. Still better than the host. One day, I'll watch a movie that is lower rated than the host on We Rotten did. Tomatoes. We found one. It was oh the my God, last that's one right. we did. Last week's episode. Another thing I hated about Russ. Well, not hated. Okay. Listen, I went. I was a real roller coaster on Russ. Okay. First, I said he was a creep. I said, creep, exclamation point. Russ is a creep, exclamation point. Me and too. I, was ups- I also did a 180 on Russ. No, no. It was perhaps 360 for me on Russ. multiple times because like at first i was like wow this guy is super freaking creepy and then they went on their little skate park date and i was like wow this is super whack why would you devise to take a woman to a dark park at night but that's fine and then they had a nice conversation and i was like okay maybe we like russ and then the next day he starts hitting on her in her workplace in front of her boss and i was like whack where are the boundaries where is the respect and then he's like oh lauren can get up she can fill in the spot of this missing dancer like she can do the routine and i'm like don't force her to do something she doesn't want to do russ yucky gross and then it worked out and he helped her by playing like the little music that she knew how to dance to and i was like okay maybe russ isn't so bad and then they had this silly little dinner at his house and i was like why is his house so nice he's creepy weirdo he's also older than her and then i was like why does he have restaurant style plates nobody has plates like that like, i don't know I was so mad about the plates. And then I just feel like he's so old. There's no way that he's the same age as her. They never talk about how old he is, but he's had so much life experience. She's 21. She's freshly 21. And he has been like presumably DJing for a while and also like had a record deal. Listen, I think he's easily 30, but we don't need to talk about that. And then they went on a hot Do we know date. how old she's she is? 21. She says at the beginning of the movie. Okay. The whole time I was trying to figure out how old she was, I was like, no way she's 18. Yes, she has just turned 21 at the beginning of the movie. She put off going to school for three years because of her um, mom dying or dad dying or whatever. Both of her parents dying. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
and then they go on their little silly hot dog date and it's like better and then i don't know i just there's a bunch of times where i feel like they sacrifice consent and communication in their relationship for like it being sexy and i didn't really appreciate that and so i was just like russ would be on a roll and then he would do something icky and creepy and i would be like nothing creepy happened there were just many opportunities for it to be creepy and i feel like he definitely crossed some boundaries without asking about them i can't think of a good example I don't know. There's just the one part where they're in his apartment and he's like trying to have sex with her. And the only reason they don't have sex is because she's like, oh, I think I'm too drunk, which is like just the right thing to do. That's not like exceptional, you know, just don't have sex with people. He does take her home too. drunk. Okay, that's fair. But also presumably he brought her there. Like, I guess she has a car. Whatever. Whatever. Russ is not. I'm not a fan of Russ. I also spent much of the movie not liking Russ. What Elizabeth did not mention about their first date is that Lauren originally said no to going out with her friends. And then two seconds later, he pulls up and says, hey, do you need to eat dinner? Or do you want to go out? He says, do you want to have a drink? And she's like, I'm not thirsty. And then he pouts and she says, I guess I could eat. So I was kind of mad that she was like, no, I won't go out with my friends, but I will go out with this random man who I've never spoken to before. And who harassed me in the bar before this. He's such a creeper. When she first meets him, he's so weird. And he like doesn't take no for an answer. It is unacceptable. Yeah. He is really pushy. It's because he's like 30. I swear to God. I promise you he's so old. It does. They don't ever talk about it, but I promise you he's old. Also, he is really bad at making music. Oh my gosh. Don't hate on him. No, I'm so serious. When they're at his apartment, she finds out that he makes music of his own rather than just DJing. And she's like, oh my God, play me some of your stuff. Barbie is turns on. He turns on the absolute worst elevator music that I've ever heard. Literally the whole time I wrote this down because I was like, I need to preserve this thought. It sounds like it should be playing through like the tinny speakers of your phone on speaker while you're on the phone for like the third hour with an insurance company. And that's what it sounds like. It sounds so aggressively bad. I thought it was fine. (laughs) I thought it was terrible. I was like, no wonder you lost your record deal. He didn't lose his record deal. He walked out on his record deal. Don't make me be a Russ apologist. (laughs) He didn't lose shit, okay? He walked away to preserve the quality of the music, the sound, the integrity. I think what I would have liked is either a better Russ or no Russ because, like, there was enough other stuff going on in the movie. You know, there was a girl fight and there was her trying to get better at hip hop and there was her trying to get better at being sexy and then the audition and her brother. You know what? I I can't believe you're going to make me be a Russ apologist. <laughs> I think that the romance part is important because... Oh, yeah. I mean, Russ does like support yeah, her and he decisions. Yeah, he does a lot of the getting her... He does a lot of the like pieces connecting for her, right? Because like she has this job that can put her through school. She's also working at this place that like helps her harness her femininity and sensuality, which is the criticism that they made of her. And like ultimately, Russ is the person that puts that together, despite the fact that she has been working at this club for so many months now. But anyway, he's like, well, you're already doing that anyway. And then he also like, I don't know, he does something else. Oh, they like talk about their silly little trauma and he's like, you're running away because you're afraid because trauma. And then she's like mad at him. But then she realizes he was right. Anyway, I don't really like any of these things. Like, I don't like that a man does it for her, but he is important to the plot because he ultimately like brings all the pieces together and gives her like a reason to stay in Chicago. And honestly, maybe a place to live because that man's apartment is so nice. And for what? Like she would have to pay no rent, allegedly. 
lock that down, Lauren. She's already paying no rent. Yeah, I know, but she should probably pay Tessa because I like Tessa more. She should fleece Russ because I don't like him. She and Tessa were crazy good roommates. Maybe it's just because they are friends. And also Tessa like was a really good provider. Like she fed her and gave her advice and took her shopping and like gave her a sense of fashion and everything. And the whole time I was just like, God damn, you're staying here rent free. Like Tessa is the best person in the world. <laughs> she got this wet stranger into her apartment. Yeah, I think perhaps they are less really good friends to each other and more Dana is a really good friend to Lauren. Not to say Lauren's a bad friend. It's just that like through the movie, we see a lot of support from Dana and we don't necessarily see it reciprocated. Except when Dana disappears for half the movie. Yeah, but that's fine. She's out living her life, you know? Yeah. She's with her super hot boyfriend that she has so that we don't think that she's gay and in love with Lauren. I definitely thought that Lauren was into both Dana and Carmen. Multiple scenes when Dana and Carmen are dancing, Lauren is just staring at them. Like she is talking to Russ, but she is staring at them. And I'm just like, okay. I think this is a classic example of like obsession, fascination becomes like sexual in the interpretation it's supposed to read as like she's really interested in what they're doing and like in awe of them but it like just reads as she's super into them definitely mm-hmm. letterboxd agrees yeah. with you and thinks that everything is gay and they're right this movie would have been more interesting if they were gay it also would have broken would have from better. the molds yeah. of literally every other dance movie yeah reminded me of so many dance movies it is burlesque but worse it is every dance movie but worse it even has like the girl fighting plot is the same one as it is in burlesque which admittedly did come out two years later but did it better that's fair and burlesque had stanley tucci the tooch to friends oh, beautiful imagine imagine being stanley tucci's friend i could only i could only dream <laughs> yeah in terms of dance movies it is pretty true to the genre right it has their yeah. silly little getting ready makeover montage that was kind of fun. Of um, we have the requisite Love. dancing in the fountain shot, which is very mm-hmm. important. You know, how else are you going to feel the rain on your skin if you don't dance in the fountain? Exactly. It had the requisite dancing alone in a factory oh, shot. Oh, yeah, that one's good. Otherwise, how would we know that she is from the yes, Rust Belt? Yes, how will we know that she's from a run downtown? That scene was so, so badly giving footloose. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, I get You mean it. the like... first one where she's dancing in the basement? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Been working so hard. Also, everything about this movie was aggressively 2000s. I have yet to see a dance movie that is not aggressively 2000s, to my knowledge. So true. Bring back the dance movie, but update it for a modern audience. <laughs> not for me. I don't like dance movies. Fun fact about me. What? Yeah, I really don't like them. I like Miles Teller in the Footloose remake of like 2000 whatever. I like him a lot. That's a good one. I also like when in that movie they say you can't buy beer on Sunday. Sunday is the Lord's Day. You have to buy beer on Saturday. That's Beer's Day. I say that all the time. And I would bet you that 50% of the people in my life don't know that that is from the Footloose remake and not just a thing that I have decided to say. But I don't really like dance movies because I think that the dancing in them is bad. And let me explain to you why I think the dancing in them is bad. They don't do really long shots, right? It's like a lot of cutting back and forth between like their feet and other parts of them and like between cameras. And that to me just says that like the dancing is not good because if the dancing was good, we could just have like one long shot of the dancing. And I did not Mm -hmm. appreciate that in this movie, they did that a lot. 
I think that they did that a lot in this movie because they use dance doubles in this movie, which lots of movies do. But it was really obvious in this movie to me that they were using dance doubles because they would do like really far away shots. And also Lauren always has her hood up over her eyes when she's dancing hip hop, which I think is hilarious because it's like we know that that is a dance double. Tessa Thompson's character, also Dana, when she's doing her like solo burlesque number, we get a bunch of shots of her where she's backlit so you can't see her face. And I'm like, okay, so Tessa Thompson didn't do this part. To Mary Elizabeth Winstead's credit and also Tessa Thompson's credit, there are scenes where they are dancing, but they're cut between yeah. like people that are like professional dancers. And to me, I'm just like, hire the professional dancer. If you're going to make a dance movie, you should probably hire an actress who can dance well well enough to shoot the whole thing you know and then you could make a more visually compelling dance movie so i really hate dance movies but i thought that this one was entertaining enough i think that dance movies are like my hallmark movie like they're bad and they can be so bad they're good but i i have never watched one and been like great movie i want to watch it again there are good dance movies i really like burlesque but burlesque isn't a good movie no right it's not a good movie I just like it. That's what I'm saying is I don't think that I've never seen, I guess fame is really famous and potentially won a lot of awards. I've never seen fame though. I've seen the first 20 minutes of fame. I've never Ooh, seen I've also never either. seen Flashdance and that one seems like one that is like important. Mm, I've never seen Flashdance either, but definitely it is famous. Dirty Dancing is a famous. Oh, Dirty Dancing is not a dance movie. No, that's. There are, are you joking there me? Are two it's a dance dancing movie. scenes in Dirty Dancing. The one where she learns that he's the dance teacher and the one at the end. Okay. Dirty Dancing is not a dance movie. Dirty Dancing is a romance. There's more dancing. Okay. Scenes. Dirty Dancing is like. There's all the training dancing. Yeah. Dirty Dancing just doesn't feel like a dance movie to me. It feels like a romance. It feels like. Okay. There are movies where it's like dance, comma, romance. Because there's always romance in a dance movie. And then there are movies that are like romance, comma, dance. Okay. I'll buy the romance, comma, dance. But dirty I'll dancing. Back off. I really. The word dancing yeah, I just is don't feel title. like it's the same. Maybe what I mean is like 2000s era dance movies because they have a distinctly different vibe. This movie, Step It Up, Burlesque, all very similar. Even Footloose kind of fits into that, but we'll just call it the Footloose remake, which also happened in the 2000s. I would like to also throw in for consideration Magic Mike. Oh Magic my gosh. Mike XXL and Magic Mike The Last Dance. All of which okay. are I guess what I'm learning is I just haven't seen the right dance movies. But I just, they're not for me. They're not do. I also haven't ever seen a single Step It Up movie. And it feels like I can't cast any judgment until I watch Step It Up. I think overall what I have taken away from this movie is that I like a dance movie, but I hated this one. That's and fair. That's a fine place to be at for me. Because, yeah, the dancing was kind of shit. I thought it was funny that the first shot, one of the first shots inside of Ruby's is like a poster that has all of the dancers on it, except there are only three dancers, apparently. And they're organized into a little dance mom's pyramid <laughs> where Carmen nice, is at the top yeah. because she is the best dancer, allegedly. Because oh, I'm the best dancer at St. Bernadette's. Carmen is also the one where she has beef because she's like, oh, my God, this new girl is going to replace me. And then they are magically yeah. fine. At the end, at of, the the end movie, of the movie, nothing happens. She's just like, I'm sorry I was mean to you. And I'm like, girl, are you kidding? Absolutely not. Yeah. Lauren does kind of like get in super fast. When Dana first disappears, they just say, Dana's gone. She's sick. 
we need someone to fill in for her that's and then they start like randomly calling everyone yeah Carmen dana missing. goes missing for 45 minutes as the letterbox review points out but we never learn why she's not in the movie for all those minutes okay okay so carmen is missing uh lauren volunteers to fill in because they can't find anyone else she goes out there in an ill-fitting costume and she does terribly until russ puts on better music for her and then she gets to do her little hip-hop routine instead of a burlesque routine and then she slays and everyone stands up and gives her a little standing ovation but then the second time the time that she's like an official dancer they all ask her they're like are you sure you're ready for this have you prepared enough and she's like yes i'm ready and then she walks out in a tailor-made costume with a whole dance number made specifically for her. And I was like, why were they asking? Clearly, they knew she was ready. <laughs> like, she had a glitter costume already done. Who ordered that? Probably the person who was asking her the question. Well, actually, she goes out in her shopping montage and she buys it. Sometime between buying it and performing adds glitter to the pinstripes because the pinstripes are not glittery in the store, which she apparently buys at a suit store for men. Which was very confusing to me, but that's okay. Yeah, because there's a little boy who's like also getting fitted for a suit and he's staring yeah, at them. Maybe the whole it time. also had women's suits. I have just never been to a store that had men and women's suits. I thought the dance that she did in the suit was probably the best dance. Everyone in the movie. said that, but I was just like, this is fine. I like the umbrella dance. Her hair in that scene was also really giving share in burlesque. Her hair in that was just giving was really share, big. period. Yeah. She had really yeah. big hair. Yeah, everyone was really into the suit one, and I was just like, this is fine. I didn't really love any of the dances, but that's okay. I'm not really, like, someone that likes to watch dance to begin with, so. I skip the dream ballet every time in Oklahoma, because who cares about that shit? One day they'll be brave enough to make Oklahoma with no dream ballet, and that will be a great day for me. I think also, in addition to the dance being kind of bad, the songs were weird. At one point, when she is back at the garage with Stop, her friend even. Wayne and her brother, they turn on this oh song. Oh my god! Like, I love this song. Let's dance in it. Push it by Salt and Pepper. I was weak. Okay, she goes home dejected because her brother has found her out, and she is at home working in the garage. Found out she was being too sexy. Yeah, her brother has found out she was being too sexy, and she goes home to work in small town America. And her friend, who we meet briefly at the beginning. And who we learn likes to dance with her, though he does not seem to be like a professional dancer in any capacity. Nor does he ever actually dance with her on Correct. Screen. They are in the garage and he's like, oh my God, I love this song. Let's dance. And then Push It plays, which immediately made me laugh because that is hilarious. And then he proceeds to not dance with her and he just stands in the middle of the room while she dances around him. And then he goes and sits back down. And I was like, this is a trick. This is tomfoolery. What are you doing to her? Furthermore... Her brother sees this all happen through the window of the garage and cut into Salt and Peppa. We have like a slow, melodic piece of the score that like indicates that he is coming to the realization that he should let his sister pursue her dreams. And just the immediate juxtaposition of push it and then like this like contemplative music was too much for me. I could not believe that it was happening right before my eyes. So anyway, I personally think that this is an affront to God, man, and also Salt and Peppa. Push it helped push him it. push the boundaries of his oh dreams God. and her dreams. It's no, it's too much for me. In addition to the kind of whack Salt and Peppa choice, you guys may recall that I said that Russ gave her a mixtape 30 seconds before she went on to her second audition, which she did not prepare for at all. And she just, I think, freestyled it because she was interacting with the entire stage. Like she, she really was. Ladder at one she point, was owning she, that room. She maybe pulled that's up why she actually got in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But the song that he plays for her, that he's like, I think this will really help. It's Just Dance by Lady Gaga, which is hilarious. It sounds like somebody Googled songs about dancing. And this was the first one that came up. It was hilarious to me. It did not necessarily fit with any of the rest of the musical choices for the movie. Not that they all fit with each other in any capacity either. But oh boy, did I hate it so much. The routine was fine. The music choice was hilarious. Terrible. Yeah, the routine was fine. Clearly good enough to get her into the Chicago school dance. One thing I was thinking about through this whole movie was that episode of Glee. (laughs) Where they go see the, oh my god, what is the name of that school? It doesn't matter. It's like the school for all girls. And they watch their routine and they're like, oh my God, those girls are such good dancers. Like, we're never going to beat them. We're terrible dancers. Finn is a bad dancer. And then who is it? Is it Rachel? Rachel is like, they're just doing hairography. And everyone is like, what is hairography? And then you learn that hairography is when you're a bad dancer, but you just flip your hair around so you get distracted from how bad the dancing is. And that was this whole movie. Yes. Every single dancer, all four of them. Not a ponytail to be seen in this film. And for good reason. Oh my God. Every time I see someone doing any form of exercise in a film with their hair down, I'm like, girl, are you okay? You're going to get it in your eyes. Sometimes you just have to be the hottest girl dancing alone in your basement. I guess. There's actually a lot of things that people do in dance movies that freak me out. Like whenever people take off part of their costume, which happens a lot in burlesque shows because the point is to get a little bit more naked. They're always throwing things like their hats or parts of their pants. Or like their shirts oh my God. the audience. And I'm like, girl, I hope you have copies of that. Like, they're not going to give it back. I was obsessed in this movie when she throws her hat into the audience and no one catches. Literally. It was no one feeling right it. Like, nobody wants to catch it. I mean, everyone is like applauding her and interested in her routine, but nobody tries to catch it. It falls right on the ground. I was like, why include the shot into the audience? Just shoot it so it doesn't look that way. Anyway, whatever. Hilarious to me. The Taylor Swift 22 hat could never. Oh, my God. But even though this movie was so, so terrible in every way, I thought that Tessa did great. (laughs) I liked her a lot in this movie, and I thought that she was on screen a good amount for early in her career. And I thought that she really left an impression. So I think that I will give Tessa perhaps four stars. She got some good FaceTime. This is definitely like so far her biggest movie. I think I would also give Tessa four stars because she was a really good friend and a great host. True. And acting wise, we saw some new skills. True. Dancing. She got some dancing in there. She didn't do all the dancing, nor was her dancing like, you know, the best in the world, but it was a new skill. And you know what? She did a lot of the dancing, as did Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I shit a lot on their dance doubles, but I think truthfully, there's just a lot of dance scenes and none of them are diverse enough dancers to accomplish those things. Yeah. But I just wish that they had decided to shoot the dance doubles differently because it was just really obvious to me that they were dance doubles. I think overall for the movie, I would give it two stars because it was bad, but it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. No, I've definitely seen far worse movies. I would give this movie two and a half stars. Okay. I thought that it was fun. And even though I didn't think that the music choice made sense at all with the movie, I liked all the songs that were in the movie. So I was happy about that. Oh, except the one, the first number that's Carmen and Dana and whatever the hell her name is. I didn't like that song, but that's okay. I liked the little songs and I liked Tessa and I liked Mary Elizabeth Winstead. 
doing what she does best, which is be not like other girls. Also, I thought that Joel was really hot, so I was okay with him being the worst. I did not like Russ. I thought that he looked pretty bad for the whole movie. Also, he is so old. Also, why would you cast that man in this movie? I know that Joel auditioned. They could have made him the hot love interest, but that's okay. That's fine. Interesting point. Maybe he was just too nice of a person to be the sleazebag. I just personally think we should have written out the sleazebag plotline. Women, why do you want to date someone who is yucky? We didn't really unpack the whole sex work of this all, but it's also not a it's theme. Not at all. So there were no themes. Yeah. The themes were follow your dreams. Yeah. Follow your dreams. Don't let anything hold you back. Keep dating men that suck. Well, well, that's the that on that make philosophical it note. Yeah. Yeah. This has been Make It Happen, a movie that I will never watch or think about again. If you guys want to follow along with us and get some cool behind the scenes footage that I have been promising will happen, then you can follow us at Where Do I Know Them From, where I do post and will post fun content. Particularly, you can watch along with us for the Oscars happening in March, which will be very fun. And you can participate in our Oscars bracket, which should also be pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Yes, you can also follow Alexandra and I on Letterboxd by using the links on our Instagram. And you can rate and review this podcast and tell us how much you hated Make It Happen or how much you loved it. And we are so, so wrong. But if you tell us we're wrong, then you owe us a five-star review. Heart, smiley face. (laughs) Where do I know them from? See everyone next week. Bye.